And we're back with another episode of Curiously Polar, the show about all things very north and very south. My name is Chris Markward, and with me is Henry Paul. Henry, good morning. Amazingly good morning. How is the weather? You're (laughs) You're so upbeat. (laughs) (laughs) How the weather is. Mm, A bit grey, a bit crispy, as winter is supposed to be, I guess. Well, winter is not supposed to be grey, it's supposed to be white. Yeah, it's this. Uh, we're recording this in a in a weird in this weird time between fall and winter, and it's and this is northern Germany, which would probably also explain a lot. Okay, uh, so no snow at all. Not really at this point. Again, we're pre-recording, so uh, I don't know what it is when this episode releases in February, but um, yeah, it is no. There's no snow on the ground here right now. You're in Iceland. Do you have snow right now? Depends where you are. Uh, down here in the south, it's currently quite warm, so the snow of the past. What is what defines warm? You're you're very. This is a very relative term. Warm is around five degrees centigrade. Plus five Celsius. Okay. Yeah, five degrees centigrade um, is warm for that time of the year. Yeah. In the north, however, <clears throat> we have um, areas which are largely covered in snow. The west fjords, for example, around Arkoreri. Um, Trotlaskai Peninsula, it's a big uh, skiing area full of snow. All right. So, <sighs> we have, we have, well, this, the, the last episode is still in my mind because about the, like, the, the superlative, the, the, the incredible piece of ice that covers Antarctica. Uh, we're still in Antarctica with this episode, and there is, uh, well, the title gives it away. There's something down there that is not I, that I didn't expect. So, talk us uh, through the magical diamond dust. So you didn't expect diamonds up there. I well, I mean, okay, I kind of know how diamonds form. At least one part is a lot of pressure, a lot of heat. Um, I do not connect Antarctica with heat. Um, I might connect it with pressure because of the weight of the ice and things but um yeah why why are there diamonds okay we have to clear that up it's not about diamonds in in a um general way but just to also explain to you there is a lot of heat going on in antarctica because under the ice sheet we actually have that's true we have um, volcanoes a, a big volcanic region actually we have over 90 active volcanoes under the ice sheet just on the west part of uh, antarctica so there's a lot going on we have two active volcanoes deception island and mount erebus so there is a lot going on also with heat so that could be the ingredients for diamonds but when we talk about diamond dust that's not about diamonds at all that's uh, one of the most beautiful weather phenomena you can imagine and this is pretty amazing in antarctica because the harsh conditions up there and the low temperatures on the ground, they give us a huge number of those beautiful weather phenomena. And they can, uh, come with amazing names like Brocken Spectre, Corona, Fogbow, <laughs> Green Flash, Light Pillars, Mirage, Moonbow, Sundark, and then, of course, also Diamond Dust. Who makes up not- these names? Uh, that's very interesting. Are those, are those bored, bored scientists that don't don't know anything else to do? Probably. Oh, they <laughs> they consider themselves funny or uh, creative. I, I just cre- it is clearly creative. I mean, if you anywhere in science, I just recently came across names for mushrooms, and they are so 
so imaginative, so creative. So I'm, I'm not surprised that that also happens in Antarctica. I actually think the creativity starts with things like rainbow. Of course, we all know what a rainbow is, but that extends even further to a fog bow. I mean, I mean, okay. So, uh, as a photographer, I have uh, I deal a lot with creativity, with uh, ways to be creative. I teach photography, so um, I always dig into this. And uh, the three of the main ingredients in in creativity, as a little excursion here, um, the three main ingredients are loneliness, <laughs> uncertainty, and boredom. Those are literally three essential ingredients for great creativity. And that sounds like scientists in Antarctica, exactly. isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> all fit. of the three come together. It's a total fit. So I'm not surprised they come up with these these names. Say, say some of those again, please. Rainbow, Fogbow, Moonbow, very creative. Mirage, Sundog. <laughs> Green Flash, yeah. Brocken Spectre. I love Brocken Spectre Brocken because... Of the German heritage, what would you connect with Brocken Spectre? Well, Brocken is a, is a mountain here or a mountain range. Indeed, it's a very historic it's the, thing. It's the highest mountain in the Harz Mountains in in yes. uh, middle of Germany, and it, it, actually, this phenomena was observed and described there first. So yep. basically, when 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 the when the observer is above the the fog bank and the shadow of the sun. Or the, the 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 sun creates a shadow of an observer on that fog. Then the, the then the shadow lays below the um the the observer, and that's called uh, a specter. So um, they connect that to a specter of the Brocken Mountain. Uh, in that area is a lot of um of uh, stories and legend, folk tales about ghosts and witches and uh and, and specters. And um, they thought that this shadow might be a ghost of the Brocken, and that's how they called it Brocken Spectre. And uh, the Johann Wolfgang, amazing? Johann Wolfgang von Goethe also, like he he uh, he placed his Faustus saga at the Brocken. So it is a very did he um, a very yeah it's a, a very literary kind of uh, thing. So interesting location, the Brocken Spectre. Exactly, and then. Then we have um, most of, of of those amazing weather phenomena have in common that light just goes through um, different atmosphere la uh, layers or clouds like uh, corona, fogbow, and halo, and um, of course uh, moonbow, rainbow as well. They create through uh, when when light just got broken through um, water particles in the atmosphere. And when we go um, to back to diamond dust, it's actually quite interesting. What would you imagine uh, diamond dust to be? Well, magical. Lots of glittery <laughs> things in the air. That sounds exactly like it should be. So the air temperature in Antarctica is often so low that the water vapor that exists there, that condensed directly out of the atmosphere so it's not forming clouds it just condenses in the atmosphere forming tiny ice crystals and they fall down and those tiny ice crystals when the sun goes through they shine like sprinkling dusts of diamonds and that's where the name comes from and that's just 
amazing. Just the, the, the cold weather down there makes the water vapor in the atmosphere freeze instantly, the small particles of it. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And I just I just um, am reminded of this phenomenon that you can see people in very cold climates do when they have like a <clears throat> cup of hot water and they throw it in the air and it instantly turns into this cloud of frozen particles. That's pretty much the same effect, yeah. just in a much bigger scale. If you imagine that with water vapor, which is constantly up there, Especially when you when you um, you wouldn't expect them, but the ice sheet in Antarctica is actually radiating heat, so it actually um, releases water vapor. Same goes for the ocean surrounding Antarctica. So you have a lot of water vapor in the atmosphere, and when it's getting cold and crisp enough, those water vapor um, particles just start immediately freezing, falling down because they get heavier, and the sun goes through that. Blinking like dust of diamonds, mm. beautiful. That's really amazing. And if you breathe out, your your breath will, your cloud of breath will freeze and go bonk, falling to the mm -hmm. ground, right? <laughs> and, and, because... it'll, and it'll make that sound too, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> Bump. <laughs> Not quite. And because um, when when the sun goes through that diamond dust, we have, of course, not only the diamond dust um phenomena which is going on but it can come together with other phenomena um, as well so it can form actually halos so like those beautiful circle shaped um rainbows around um around the the spot of the sun just because the um whole fog cloud of the diamond dust just creates the beautiful surroundings for it just really really um magnificent but it needs a lot of cold temperatures to form that diamond dust. So it's frequently observed in the interior of Antarctica, so mainly by scientists. And um, the Antarctica Plateau, by the way, is known for diamond dust observations around 316 days a year. Wow. So almost the entire year. That gives you an idea how cold it is up there. All right. A uh, um, met meteorological phenomenon here. Very interesting. Indeed. All right, and we have, of course, put a lot of those links in the show notes, including a link back to our episode 61, where we talked about the the, the volcanoes in the Arctic. And uh, I've also just found a link on nationalgeographic.com about throwing hot water in the air, so you can get a visual of that as well. Um, other than that, you can, of course, find this show wherever you find your other podcasts. We have a website with... Now 87 episodes at CuriouslyPolar.com. On Twitter, we are in the same name, CuriouslyPolar. And on Instagram, follow us there as well, because uh, we're new and we need followers. So <laughs> click that click that little follow button. All right. Next, uh, next week, we'll be back with uh, something that's hidden under the ice. There's lots hidden under the ice, but that one is especially interesting. So come back in a week and... We'll be here. Until then, 